five, four, three, two, one. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Here we go. It's game time. Unforgettable. Welcome to Sports and More, where almost anything goes. Coming to you from the marsh just outside of Edmonton, Alberta, here's your host, Dean Millard. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Nice to be in orbit. As a player on your team, I, I don't want it. Like, eventually, like, uh, Ga- walking Gage was talking the other day, and he was playing with Danny Desmovi, and one guy one guy kept running around, and he goes, okay, like, I'll fight for you, but if you're going to keep running around, you're going to have to get, you're going to get beat up. I'm not sticking up for you. That's anymore. right. And that's how it was back then. You're just like, if you kept doing dumb stuff, the guy would help you out. And, but he, then this guy would say, hey, listen, yeah. don't do the stuff for anymore, or else... Do you think that happened in the flame block room? Like, do you think they said to Matthew Kachuk, hey, man, this has got to, if you're going to do this stuff, you got to, like, would you do that yeah. if he was your teammate? Oh, yeah. Like, and, and I think a, a lot of, uh, I didn't really play with too many guys that were, uh, didn't understand that. I think because you, but I, yeah, for sure. Like, Giordano or someone, I hope would say, listen, buddy, like, you're going to do that. Like, you got to fight for, I don't want to fight your fights. Like, all the time. All yeah. the time. Like, I'll fight for you. If you get cheap shot, like, sure. Oh, no way. You're a good teammate. I'll protect you. But, like, if you're going to keep doing that, like, Eventually, you gotta like, okay, like answer to your own own, own bell, right? That is Jason Chimera. Played over eleven hundred games in the NHL, a hundred and thirty of them with the Edmonton Oilers. Discussing what it's going to be like on Wednesday tomorrow night at the time of this recording in the Battle of Alberta, and whether Matthew Kachuk will answer. Or anything will happen. Welcome to episode 32 of Sports and More, the podcast where almost anything goes, featuring former NHLer Jason Chimera. In Podcast Alley this week, we talked about the revived Battle of Alberta, specifically Kachuk's hit on Cassian, and whether that is a hockey play. We also chatted about him getting traded before and after a lockout and getting traded to a team he never played a game for. We discussed playing with Alexander Ovechkin, and he does a great Ken Hitchcock impersonation. So all of that and more uh, still coming up on Sports and More, the podcast. But it's back. We're getting back into our top three. Three, two, one, and liftoff. Let's go. Time for your top three. Liftoff, and the clock has started. All right, our top three is back, and it's brought to you by Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. You know, fantasy sports are great, and now with Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports, it's more realistic than ever. Own one of the only 31 professional fantasy hockey franchises in the world. 23-man rosters, 27-player reserve list to stockpile for the future, daily roster moves, a wickedly unique playoff format that rewards both teams that make and miss the playoffs. You'll find out about that. It's amazing. 
And they're not just players on your roster. They're digital assets. You use digital currency to buy and sell players, build a championship team now, or stockpile for the future. There are only a few franchises left of the 31 available, and you can get your own by bidding right now. Head to www.airauctioneer.com slash UFF sports dash NHL dash fantasy dash franchise dash auction. That's airauctioneer.com slash UFF sports dash NHL dash fantasy dash franchise dash auction. Open your free account, make your bid, and you'll be notified if you are outbid. I think these teams are going to be up for about two weeks, so you have a little bit of time to get your bidding in. And in this format, you own the game, so get in the game with Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. So our top three today, how do we not go with the Battle of Alberta? Asking you for your top three Battle of Alberta moments as the Flames and Oilers are playing relevant games for the first time in a long time, maybe 30 years, and wouldn't it be nice to have a playoff series? So uh, here is my honorable mention. Here's Steve Smith. And a fight. Brown and Grimson. And Brown has landed some lefts. Well, we thought this would happen. It didn't take long, and Dave Brown is laying a beating on Stu Grimson. We kind of figured this would happen. And you see Dave Brown looking at his hand. Look at his knuckles there as he leaves. And Dave Brown looks over at the Calgary Flames bench. Well, they said the first fight was close in Edmonton. That one... Is the decision for the owners, Dave Brown. Oh, man, that was crazy. Dave Brown, uh, you know, don't leave to get your popcorn. Um, Allegedly, the legend goes that he had the jersey sewn up in Vaseline, uh, and he gave it to uh, Stu Grimson, who is a really tough guy, but a really nice dude. Uh, Okay, so that's my honorable mention. I had to get in some rough stuff in the Battle of Alberta's. Number three for me, I'm going back to 1991 overtime playoffs in steps number 10 the flying fin Essa Tikkanen and now Tikkanen circles at center three points in the game a couple of goals for Essa Tikkanen six in the series shoots scores Essa Tikkanen has won it for the Oilers It was not a good goal uh, for, uh, I think it was Mike Vernon. I'm pretty sure it was, uh, yeah, it was Mike Vernon. Uh, Lemlin had been uh, gone long by then. So Mike Vernon did not give up a good goal uh, to Tikkanen. Um, But you can't blame anybody on my number two memory for the Battle of Alberta. And that was the first ever goal. Hockey Night in Canada for now former Oiler, Jordan Eberle. Now, the old horn at Rexall Place as Everly uh, undressed everybody, looks off the captain, Sean Horkoff, and uh, toe drags it to put it away. And my favorite memory from the Battle of Alberta, and, and especially we're on the, on the, we're not on to the video today. Unfortunately, we had some technical difficulties, but when you see this goal at the low angle, 
it's it's kind of like that Steve Eiserman goal over the shoulder of I think John Casey, but this one was from the top of the circles. It's the man some call Gretter over the shoulder slapper, shorthanded. Just 19 seconds left. And the Mark Messier penalty. Suter plays it in high off the glass. Smith trying to pick it up in the corner. It comes loose to Curry. Curry gets it ahead to Gretzky. Gretzky going in. Suter trying to get back. Gretzky with a shot. He scores! Beautiful goal. Over the shoulder. Just as the penalty was expiring to Mark Messier. So those are my top three. And my honorable mention. Would love to hear from you. Hit me up on Twitter at Duck Millard. And let me know what your top three Battle of Alberta memories are. You can also get us on Instagram at Sports and More Podcast, on Facebook at Sports and More 35. If you feel like emailing us, Sports and More Pod at gmail.com. And you can check out past episodes and more at Sports and More ca so that's our top three presented by uff sports ultimate franchise fantasy sports check it out at uffsports.com also check out podcastalley.ca that's where sports and more is housed as well as a few other podcasts on the prospects baseball show we talked with tom hager from the university of jamestown uh, Jimmy's head coach. Uh, that's where Jordan Blendell, my co-host and the head coach of the prospects attended college. Uh, we also have playing pepper with Tom Hager, some rapid fire. You can get the playing pepper. Uh, you can get the one timers edition of Jason Chimera at uh, SportsAndMore.ca as well. And not exactly sure what's going to happen with the cannabis 101 podcast this week. Uh, we had a guest set up, had to reschedule. So we'll see if we get an episode out on that and if you're listening or watching us on 12 ounce sports thank you very much live radio and tv they have hockey lacrosse basketball futsal and more great live shows great information can be found at www.12ounceSportsRadio.com. okay before we get to jason chimera the acme meat market trivia contest continues a gift card from acme meat market is up for grabs you can say hi to Corey, amanda and their wonderful staff in the ritchie market in Edmonton, 9570 76th Avenue. Check out their website, acmemeatmarket.ca. Your hint is first NHL goal. We'll be discussing that. The answer will be in that conversation. Let's get to know our guest a little bit more with the bio. Time for the bio. Jason Chimero was born in Edmonton, Alberta, and grew up in the Mill Woods community. He played in the Southside Athletic Club minor hockey system before joining the Medicine Hat Tigers of the WHL. He was traded in his final WHL season to Brandon for a playoff drive. Brandon was also where he played his first game for Canada as a member of the 1999 World Junior Championship team. Chimero was drafted by his hometown Oilers in 1997 and spent three seasons in the American Hockey League before breaking into the NHL full-time. After 130 games with the Oilers, he was traded to the Coyotes but never played a game for then Phoenix as he was dealt after the lockout and just before the season to Columbus. Four and a half years in Blue Jacket territory lasted until a deal to Washington where he put down roots for seven campaigns. Chimera signed as a free agent with the Islanders and was traded late in his second season to Anaheim 
where he finished his NHL career. He now lives with his wife and two children in Edmonton, where he coaches his children's hockey teams and works with the Oilers Alumni Association. Very pleased to have Jason Chimera in studio at uh, Podcast Alley. Thanks very much for uh, coming out. Uh, we've we've gotten through the minus fifties. Doesn't it feel like almost spring out there right I, I, now? I tell you what, when, when, that one day when I, I usually walk my kids to school, we had to drive them that, that those days. But when it it was like eight minus seventeen or something, I was like, geez, this feels good. Shirt off, away we go. <laughs> it's uh, patio weather for sure. Barbecue, barbecue, for sure. As it was, yeah, I felt. It, just, it felt like spring for sure after after what we went through minus 40 for a bit there it was crazy we are a hardy bunch i mean when minus 17 yeah. feels good you know we're a hardy bunch that we can withstand all these crazy temperatures uh, I, I remember winter being cold and a lot of snow yeah. i don't ever remember these crazy swings that we get though no i i always remember when i was younger being cold and you know you get the wind where you have to turn around because it takes your breath away <laughs> but there's this but never i never like uh, i don't know i just I, I still take, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. We, we do think minus 17 is like summer, right? Yeah. This is beautiful. Yeah, yeah you can get <laughs> yeah. out and do stuff. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, all right, uh, I just want to touch, uh, as a, a professional athlete, uh, the loss of Kobe Bryant uh, yesterday Jeez, in, yeah. in a helicopter crash. I mean, it just, it really does uh, tell you that every moment is precious. But, you know, as an athlete, I, I imagine you looked at, uh, I don't know if you're how big of a yeah. basketball fan, but he was a... a pretty important guy in the NBA history as far as coming out of high school and the way he played. And, yeah. you know, as an athlete, do you look at his mentality and say, man, he just had that killer instinct? Well, you, as coaching kids now, you try to teach them passion and hard work and, and you hear all these stories about Kobe and, and you, you, you go past them against them in, uh, when you play LA, they, they, have, they have their pregame run around, you go past them, say hi, hi, hi. I would never have met the guy, but he's, there's people that are bigger in life and bigger than the game and bigger than everything. He was one of those guys. You're just like, you know, like, like Joe Sackett, mm -hmm. Steve Eiserman. You're kind of like draw drops when you see these guys. And, um, and you look at it as a father standpoint, I have two kids now. So you're mm -hmm. like, he lost his daughter and the whole thing too. And, uh, it's, it, it was a sad day for sure. I knew it, you don't know the people, but your, your heart's like heavy. And it's just kind of crazy. A guy taken away too soon. And he helped so many people off. You got all these stories now coming out right. of off the court and just not, and all these people, how good a person he was, how good a dad he was, how much passion he put in it. But just like when you watched him play, I mean, that was, it was just epic. Like you were yeah. like, you know, like someone said, you're watching, you're, you, some people you, I played in hockey, but some people you pay to watch play, like it's almost like an art, like Ovi and like Connor McDavid, those guys, it's like right. an art form. Like you put a nice piece of art on your wall, you're like, oh, that's nice. But like for me, it was, I it wasn't watching art for me. If people played to watch me play, it wasn't hard. It was <laughs> well, maybe to watch you skate, though. Yeah, yeah. But, but Kobe was just, I mean, that's, so it, was, it doesn't matter how much money you have, doesn't matter what you do in life, or mm -hmm. every day is so much important. You try to tell people that, and they, it's, it's like Carpe Diem sees the day, right? You just kind of, it's, it doesn't, it, it, there's no rhyme or reason when things get taken away from you, and, and it can happen in an instant or for no reason at all, and, and that's, that's why you just, live today each, each to its fullest and enjoy and with so much hatred in the world today mm -hmm. there's, no, there's no room for it right there's no room for when you something like this happens and there's there's no reason why and uh it was a sad day for sure i remember everyone's like kobe died kobe. i was like really what the? Like, yeah how how yeah. is this possible you're just like kind of your heart sinks you're just like how is it 
Like how, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, and then, you know, news comes out about not just his 13 year old daughter, but you know, different yeah. uh, families that are affected. And, and, and I, and I imagine, you know, you have two children and imagine people are squeezing their kids just a little bit tighter after you hear that. Well, or you, hopefully you do anyway, but you yeah, know, it's, you, you know, you tell your, you tell your kids, everything's going to be okay. You tell your, everything, nothing's going to happen. You're okay. You're okay. But then you can't picture like his last moments or like telling mm-hmm. he cannot help her. He cannot do anything to help her or maybe it went hopefully happened quick and mm-hmm. i i you know it brings me teary-eyed because you think about that and telling your kids you tell your kids every night it's gonna be okay you have nightmares and hey it's not it's good. nothing bad is gonna happen you get alarm right no bad things gonna happen to you and bad things happen sometimes and you can't explain it and i i as a parent you could not can't fathom it yeah no you couldn't fathom look at your kid and say i'm you uh, yeah. like but like you know, Colby got to realize it. Like like for me, if I something bad happened to me, like next year, I I could or next tomorrow or you lived a great I life. I lived yeah. a great life, and I I, le- I realized my dreams, and I I have no regrets of my mm-hmm. life. And but his daughter's only thirteen years old. My son's mm-hmm. twelve, and it just it just hits home, and it's like you drive your kid to the rink every day, and you're just I mean, it's just yeah. It, 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 it's crazy. You mentioned uh, he was one of those guys that you would be in awe of, and you mentioned a couple other guys. What was it like for you in your NHL career to face off time against some of those guys? Oh, uh, just... Like, is does it does it take you a second to say, "Wait a minute, I got to get back to the game, or else I'm going to get benched"? Like, what goes through your mind when oh, you're facing yeah. off against a legend like that for the well, first time? It's it's crazy. Like, you go against guys like Joe Sakic and and Steve Eiserman and all these guys. You're just like. You get cut in warm-ups, you guys caught staring. You're just like, huh. you're a fan almost. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, and then because you grew up watching these guys, and I think I was, I, I related my first ever one-on-one was against Kevin Lowe, and he just like schooled me. And I was like, okay, I was like, okay, that's cool. <laughs> but like, it's just like uh, these guys are. There's guys bigger than life and bigger than the game, and and it was just when you play against guys like that, you're just like, wow, this is this is. Yeah, but even when you even like today, you go. What do I play with Ovi? And you play with those kind of guys. You're just like stuff you can't do. It's just they they do some stuff. You're just like man, this is even even as a veteran, you were on oh, the bench, yeah. still being amazed oh, at what yeah. those guys are doing. You're still like I'm still a fan of the game. You're still a fan of good stuff and good hockey and and when you when you play against Connor when towards the end of my career, I play against Connor and you're just like holy smokes, this yeah. guy's good. Like I thought I was fast, and you go against this guy, you're like. <laughs> Okay, okay. F- from okay. a guy who has some wheels, what's the most impressive thing about McDavid's speed? I just think when he crosses over, like when people cross over, you you tend to lose speed a bit, and then you, maybe like you're not as going as fast. But he gets faster crossing. It's over. almost physics that it, you should lose speed, yes, right? Yeah, and he gets like he uses his edge just so well. He's like he's he's like an artist. He just dances on his skates, and he, when he gets going, you're just like, I mean, for a defenseman, I'd be like, oh, oh I'm in trouble. Like I was watching the Phoenix game. I don't know a couple of defensemen fell because they're just like. Holy crap! I got to get back in here. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's amazing to see that, and it's a, it's pretty cool to watch it live. And you don't, you don't really do it justice on TV when you get mm-hmm. there live, and you're just like, holy smokes! Yeah, you so you cool. could, and you can watch him yeah. on his own, right? Oh, TV, it's, TV, it's different. Yeah. You're, you're taking the camera. I love going to Oiler games and just watching him for three shifts. Of, well, uh, you know, like the entire time. It's the worth the price of admission. Yeah, it really is. It is. It really, it really is. And you like. And I brought my son there, and he's like, "Wow, he's fast." I'm like, "Yeah, he's he's pretty fast." And it was just, but you're just like, "That's those those guys were, are what people pay for to watch the game." And right, and that's when you're like, that, "It's a beautiful game because you watch it." You're just like, "Man, it's and like I played the game, but you could never get to that level. Like I can never get to that level 
Well, uh, few people can. No matter right? how much I practice, like yeah. Kobe, like you're just like that's right, yeah. Eighty-one points in one game. You're just like in in today's game. You're just like wow. Mm-hmm. Watch him do stuff, and you're just holy smoke. That's why there's so few generational players. Absolutely, right? Like yeah, the, the, you, that that yeah. that moniker should only be given to the guys that really. You know, th- there are guys that are superstars, yeah. and then there is the McDavid, Crosby, Absol- Ovechkin, yes, Gretzky, yeah. Lemieux level, yeah, right? Absolutely. There's, there's, there's NHL players or superstars, and then there's like the best of the best, seems like yeah. God of yeah. God of hockey or God of right. Yeah. They're like, it just, it's just crazy how good they are. It's, it's they're the, they're born to do what they are doing, right? And I can, I convince they don't have to do anything when they're younger. Just come on the ice and they just do the same thing. Yeah. It's like, but it just, but they have that. That it, they have that, that you try to teach these kids passion and yeah. you got to give it every day, work hard. And, and hockey's not, when you go, hockey's not uh, that difficult when you come down and it's all like, when you get to the NHL, these guys are skilled and there's guys, but it's all about you want and how much you're hard yeah. you're working. And these guys, you don't have to tell the work hard. Like Kobe is always like, he's, he was a guy like, you just yeah. push himself. Connor McDavid, you look at that, um, you look at the way he works in the summer. Like, look at this rehab that he yeah, just went through. I know. Yeah. So it's just like as, as a player, how yeah. amazing is that story that yeah. he said, you know what? I'm going against conventional wisdom and surgery. I'm just going to rehab it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I was, you were related to, you don't hear the stories of Connor Davis injury was great. We don't hear the stories of the military guys that do all that every day and they rehab that stuff and they rehab like all these torn ligaments. And, yeah. And, but just like, for him to get back there without, and it just tells you who, what, what he's about and what he is. And just say, like, okay, well, I'll get this done. Yeah. And he's I, just going to, there's no question about it. Right. He's I'm going to get this done. Blaze a new trail yeah. and, and, yeah. and hope for other athletes that, you know, because uh, I don't know how many surgeries you've had uh, on your knees yeah. or anything. If, if any, I've been lucky. I've only had one groin surgery. That's okay. it. Kind of, but, uh, yeah. But guys are scared about knee surgery oh, because yeah. you yeah. lose a step, right? Well, you never know. You never, you, just, you could. Yeah. Yeah. And people, People always say if you if you don't have to have surgery, don't have surgery. Right. You, you never know what comes out at the end. You might the doctor might not do it as well, or it might anything come, yeah. might not come back to hundred percent. And yeah. then all of a sudden you, and the step is not that much. You lose a little step, and that's it. Right. Yeah. You lose that one little step of quickness, and that's it. Well, and you see that with guys just with age. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. you know the yeah. the 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 guys that lose a step and. Unfortunately, you you know yep. you you probably noticed it as your career went on. Um, not that you ever really slowed down uh, in comparison, yeah. but you might have noticed it yourself. Oh, just, I with I I think I noticed this the more more just the game was faster. Okay. in general, yeah. I I didn't think, I didn't, I never thought of losing a step because I really worked hard in summertime to keep that step, and I've always I always was pr- proud on that that right. I always was able to keep up, and I don't I. I Maybe in my mind, I didn't think I lost a step. You well, might yeah. have lost a step, but like I, it didn't my, seem like no. it. No, so like I always really my trainer Barry Butt. He's at a, but we always worked really really hard and, and like explosiveness, keep, and explosiveness, things like and, that. and just keeping up with the young. And uh, this is a good thing with hockey. You work out with these twenty year olds, twenty five year olds, <laughs> and you're trying to keep up with summer. It's just the best. So you're you're pushing every day. You're like trying to get just to keep up with them and uh, and just uh, so that's uh, that was that was the fun part of it. I want to go back to your uh, beginning of your career. You played in Medicine Hat yep. uh, quite a bit. Um, you had what was uh, was Bob really doing the play by play and driving yeah. the bus at yeah. the time? Yeah, how, like, amazing. You know, we just talked about a pretty amazing guy in Connor yeah. McDavid. How amazing is it that this guy would call a game and then drive the bus? So good. We we uh, as players we caught off. We caught. Everyone was sleeping and some guys didn't sleep, so we went up there and sat with Bob at the front of the bus and just kind of shot the you know shoot yeah the shoot, yeah yeah with him and just kind of talk about old times. He has so many good stories and 
just a great. I went back there for at a in honor of a one time medicine hat and uh, just a great man. He's just a gentlest man alive. And but he called the game, got the stuff down, took the stuff down on the bus, drove the bus. Yeah. Next day, called the game again on the bus again. Like like I'm gonna uh, need a nap after doing just I know. this interview. Yes, sir, me too. Yeah, Bob yeah, would do a game with yes. incredible passion and, then, and was, then drive eight hours. And it wasn't yeah the WHL <laughs> you drove pretty yeah. far. It wasn't just like from here to Red Deer all the time. Yeah. It was like from medicine hat to PA then PA to who knows Brandon? Yeah, who knows right, where? Yeah. Right? And you're just like all over the place. And they're like you said, they're eight hour drives, nine hour drives, and he would do it. And it was just he was amazing. He was he was an amazing guy, amazing guy calling the game and just a best best man alive too. That's it's just such a good story. It's such a WHL story. Oh, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> not has a new rink now, but I like the yeah. old one. It was. Uh, it, it, I love new rinks are beautiful, yeah. but those old quaint yeah. small. Uh, it was kind of like almost like a smarty box with yeah. all the seats. It was a, it was a classic arena. You know what you get these old, the the rinks don't have any character anymore. That's right. Yeah, Just they're like, all the same almost. I played my thousand game in uh, in Joe Lewis Arena in Detroit. It was so cool to play there because it was the last year it was of the building and I played my thousand game there. And, but it was just a classic building. It was so loud and yeah. And uh, San Jose is like that now because Calgary's like that too with the new, the old one still. Yeah, where fans are right on top of you and. Um, I played some AHL games at the old Philly Forum. We're just—I thought that was awesome. It was like so, so the fans are just yeah. like, so. Did you ever play in Chicago Stadium? Yeah, uh, one one. I think it was uh, one game uh, exhibition game or something. I don't I don't I don't recall if I. Yeah. But those type of arenas are so cool, and the old Dallas rink we played yeah. there. Um, but it was just a, the new rinks lose that because it's so spread out, and yeah. so big, and everything's such a big grinder. The the noise dissipates throughout the hallways, and yeah, and then when you score a goal, it's loud. But like you could like. When you scored and when Edmonton was in playoffs, the the old rank to call team were just like I remember that when it first 06 was when I got called ridiculous. up when I got called up for the I was a black ace for uh, a couple of them and it's like yeah you remember like the thing was that you go up on top of that that the stupid catwalk. The stupid catwalk <laughs> it's ridiculous and I was holding off for dear yeah. life because it was it was shaking and I was like oh my like is this thing gonna fall down because yeah. it was like shaking it was, it was pretty cool and like and you couldn't help yourself and then I was you're a black ace but you're just like you're you're glued to that yeah. moment because it's so cool. Yeah, the 06 run for the Oilers, uh, being in there for the Stanley Cup final and the amount of people and how loud it yeah. was is one of the most uh, uh, surreal things. Uh, so you play in Mesnat, you get traded to Brandon. Yep. You also played in Brandon in the World Juniors that year, yeah. didn't you? And yep. Brandon in yep. Winnipeg. Brandon in so Winnipeg, yeah. It, that was, that, that, that was a, a, just a tough game to lose Ooh, in Winnipeg. Yeah. Was that the tournament where the Russian spit on... On Brian Sotheby, or was that another? Was that was another one. That was, was another one. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. but it was a cla another classic yeah. one against the Russians that yeah. year. I remember I watched you guys play. I think it was Slovakia zero zero tie. Luongo and oh yeah, Lasek. yeah, yes. um, And then yeah. you guys seemed to just get better and better yeah. as that tournament the went Slovakia on. Slovakia game was in uh, in Brandon, in Brandon at the Keystone yeah. Center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that was like when you're a junior, you play three four thousand people, and you're like, okay, this is cool. But <laughs> when you get to then you get to that that experience, you're just like, holy smoke! This yeah. is like you felt like you're a big dog and, and, and today that was probably the coolest thing in my whole career. Cause like it's, it was the best of best of that moment. Yep. And like, uh, and everybody all, was watching and it was all, yeah, there was only like 20 some guys on a team for the whole country that age group. And I made it. I was, I, and my wife said to me, that was probably your coolest thing ever. And I said, why? And she goes, well, think of it. You know, it was the only, you're the only guy that age of yeah from all over Canada. And, it was kind of like my Olympics. I never got to play an Olympics. That's and, right. Yeah. But it was just like, it was so cool. On the a, same level. Yeah. Though. It was so cool to be a part of it. And when you think about that, it was like, it still stinks when you like, I remember like everyone was just like bawling in a room and you're just like, man, this is like, 
It was a great game. It was a great game. It was overtime. I yeah. fit again. I scored. I still never. And, and I, was like, still hate, I still hate the guy because <laughs> it's probably probably really a guy. I hate him. <laughs> broke your heart. Yeah. It broke my heart. Yeah. But it was, uh, wow, what an experience. Like, those are the things you remember when you play. Just yeah. Like, those experience you. No, it, was, it was pretty cool. What about, uh, so then you go on and you end up back here uh, in yeah. the Edmonton area playing for the team that you grew up. I mean, you get drafted, that's yeah. one thing, but then, you know, your first game, first regular season game in Edmonton as an Oiler, um, you know, there must have been so much going through your head. Yeah, it was a hockey night in Canada game. Oh, man. Got a towel. That was, awesome, that was, that yeah. was a, still, my, my, uh, my wife framed it for me. It was just one of those... As a kid growing up, you always want that towel, right? Yeah. You always see the towel draped around the, the neck, and I was just like, "Wow, this is this is cool." And uh, I can remember because my grandpa was was in the hospital too, and he was uh, he, he he passed away shortly after. And I, I never like he was a, my biggest fan, and for him to get to see me play in, in a national hockey game, and it was uh, it was something you remember. And just like it was in Edmonton, it was it was such a cool moment. You work your whole life, and you work at, mm-hmm. you, and for that moment. You never think the moment was going to come. You called up and. Wow, you still think it's just, and then, then you go on to have a great career and all these little moments along the way are so, and you just, you don't really think about it until after you're done. And you're just like, that was a cool moment. That yeah. was a cool moment. That was a cool, so it is pretty, that was fun. So you played that, that one game yeah. and then the next year. I think I only played four games. Or, yeah, or three games. Three games next year. But yeah. you scored yeah. your first goal. Yes. So yeah. let's, let's talk about that moment. That was cool too. Cause like, uh, I scored in the old Islanders. Oh, uh, in the Coliseum. In the Coliseum. And so I went, when I, uh, against, uh, uh, Osgood, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, Yanni. I think it was the uh, Yanni. He agreed pass to me on the on a side door. It was, it was, but it was just like, and it, and uh, then then uh, playoffs we closed Islanders down when Washington series one yeah. time, and it was just, like, just uh, and then when it came back there, we practiced on that arena a couple of times. So you you get to relive these moments, and but that was a uh, that was a really cool cool moment too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those moments are so special. Yeah. Do you remember how the goal went? Yeah, like, I was uh, like. Uh, I think it was either uh, Toddy or uh, Marchand passed it up to Yanni, and Yanni made a slap pass, and, and I was at the side net. Kind of got as good. It was way out of the way out of the net. I kind of just tipped it in from the. Ah, nice. Yeah, it was. It was a. Uh, it was a. Uh, was pretty cool. Um, so we talked about facing those uh, iconic guys. There, there's some guys that will be on. I, I, you know, face off and be like, "Hey, can I get a stick after?" Yeah, I never. I never. Did you ever do that? Like, you know, I just, I just recently when I started my at the end of my career, I was like, I had a son and my daughter, and I'm like. I gotta start collecting sticks for these guys, for for these for yeah. my daughter and son. So then, I so I got McDavid stick for my 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 son Kale and yeah, uh, Anders got me one, and so and I got one from um, like uh, uh, Crosby gave me one. So I just tried. I got, got a couple, but I never thought of doing it. I never, yeah. but I never was. I don't ever want to oppose anybody. Somebody, I, some do I, it during I, the I, game though. Even I know. I just I, I'm 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 a fan, but I'm not like a huge collector. But yeah. I was like, and I never really. I guess I was too scared. Crapless, probably these guys to ask these guys. I was like, hey, excuse me, Mister. Uh, Were you a talker? Uh like, would you consider yourself a chirper? I chirped a bit. Yeah, people were. I, I the way I played, people I think pissed people off a bit. I think yeah. <laughs> I was kind of in your face and kind of, uh, and I fought a bit and it wasn't the was I wouldn't fight, but uh, but it was yeah. I, I chirped a bit. I, I was I was there were some guys that could chirp. Who's the best that you ran? Oh, remember? like uh, man. Struddy said Sheldon Surrey. Surrey was, was a, yeah, a good he was really, Struddy was pretty witty too. When he Struddy played. was oh, too. Yeah. yeah, there's 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 some witty guys who are just like uh, um I can't man, I, I'm trying to think back and who's the who's the most but like Like was any 
was anybody ever as good as Troche and Kevin Stevens on Brian Bellows? Like, I think you've had oh, to have seen yeah. that video. Like, oh, yeah. I that mean, video must be even legendary among yes. NHL guys. Oh, for sure, yeah. That's, yeah. I don't know how they got such yeah. good audio, but yeah, they did. Yeah, there was a, I mean, there's always a couple of good guys on team and then interpret, but that nothing like that. That's <laughs> some guys are just like those guys were relentless. Yeah, they're relentless. Yeah, we we were having this conversation when I was at TSN, Gregor and Struddy and I one day on the air about like what's over the line for chirping. Like uh, I would think a, a guy's wife and children oh, should yeah. be off limits. Yeah. Do you think so? Well, anything, anything like racially motivated or like that kind that, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, and then. You'd be surprised some of the stuff you heard back in the day, and like, yeah, like that you, you can't do anymore. You can't talk about. No, that. You, you can't say that stuff, and it's like exactly you don't talk about people's family. That's what people do, kids, and they know your wife's name, and it just it, it, for me, it's not it never. It's still that's a, too personal. Oh, it's still a game, and it's still that's like, right. Yeah, like there's there's one thing trying to get a guy off his game, but there's another thing talking about his children. Absolutely, and it just it just it just some points and. You just don't do as a man. You don't do that, yeah. or, or as a woman, if you're playing, you don't do that stuff. Would and, you tell a teammate, "Hey, that's oh, over yeah. the line"? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've never had to tell anybody that's over the line. And that's good. You have to tell someone, "Hey, shut up!" Like, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's calm it down now. Don't poke the bear yeah. or whatever. Yes, exactly. That, that famous, oh, uh, yeah. uh, Avery and Brad Hall, I think yeah. it was, where Brad Hall said, "You know, sit down and be yeah. quiet. Quit poking the bear." Yeah. Right. Well, some and some people play better pissed off, like. We were Lucic. We like we just let the guy sleep. Don't piss him off. <laughs> was that the way it was? Oh yeah, because he's like he was such a dominant player. When he got pissed off, you're like, oh boy, this yeah. guy's gonna kill you, and he's gonna score some goals. And you're like, just let him sleep. Just hold, just just calm. Just yeah. don't. Yeah, it's like guys like that. You don't you don't talk to. Hey, Mister Lucic, how you doing? What's yeah. Going on? So, yeah. But some guys are, yeah. You don't you don't piss off because you're gonna get beat up. So what do you think is going to happen this Wednesday? I don't you've, know. You've I, got you've been in so many of these situations yeah. where the buildup is a lot. And then it doesn't turn anything. What do you think happens with the Oilers and the Flames? Well, the best way to do it is is Cass hitting and Kachuk line up a center ice the first and get it done with. That's it, right? And it's and then, over. Then it's over. That'd be the safest way to do it and just fight man on man and and all the stuff like oh Lucci's got to fight Cassie. Well, why does Lucci have to fight? I never understood. Like I don't understand when someone got cheap shotted and I always stuck up for a teammate. I always wanted to be that guy, stuck right. up, be a good teammate. And I, I get all that, but like there comes a point when. When there's Lindholm sitting there, there's Giordano sitting there, no one grabbed Cassian, watching him beat the hell out of him. Yeah. And rightfully so, he should have beat the hell out of him. And and I and the Department of Player Safety, like I, they have a hard job. Everyone has a hard job, but but there's no way a guy should be suspended for that. Well, if you want to send a message, like find him. Yeah. Well, then find Kachuk for that. That's as a, as a hockey player, you're known. That's not a hit you make. That's what I was going to ask yeah. you about that hit. Guys yeah. like uh, Steve Downey. Rafi yeah. Torres yeah. were getting suspended. Yes. I think maybe Steve Ott, I'm not sure, yeah. but a lot of those guys around the net, yeah. blindside hit, were getting suspended. And then, you know, Cassian's quote was, I guess that hit's okay now. But well, as, as an NHL player, you know, you, that hit has to be over the line, isn't absolutely. it? Absolutely. And there's there's things in hockey you just don't, I, I, the code, the code, there's people say the code, but I don't believe it. There's, there's things in hockey you just don't do. I mean, that hit, you're directly trying to hurt somebody. There's no, you're not going to get the puck. If you're going to get the puck, you would have got the puck. And there's, there's no, like, there's no, because as a, as, as, as that player being hit like that a couple of times, you, you, you see, okay, you're, you beat defenseman. There's no centerman help. So mm -hmm. you got, you got everyone beat. You're not looking for that winger. Then a winger is not supposed to be there. Right. So you, you, you're, you're all count, you're counting numbers in your head. Okay. I beat this guy. There's no, no one else. Okay. There's someone. And that's, that hit, you're just trying to hurt somebody. That's right. And that's all, that's all you're doing. There's no other point going down there. There's no other. And as a winger, I never did that hit because I never, I I just knew it wasn't 
wasn't something you're supposed to do. Yeah, I, I um, that's what I th- I think is the the thing that's lost in all of this is that Cassian's mentally taking check marks as he comes around yeah, the absolutely. net. Yeah, yeah. And then there's that hit. Now, you've played against guys like Kachuk. You've also probably played yeah. with guys like you know you love those guys on your team because they're disturbers. Yeah. But playing against them is so frustrating. Here's what I would do if I'm the Oilers. I don't worry about Kachuk. I don't worry about Lucic. I, okay, we're going to target, not oh, target, but you're going to go after Gaudreau. Yeah. We're going to go after Monaghan. Yeah. Then make Kachuk and Giordano yeah. or Lucic yeah. respond because in everything that's gone on in the last two years with Cassian and Kachuk, it's been Kachuk starting it, yeah. Cassian retaliating, yeah. the Flames getting the bonus. Yeah. So make them, you know, as, as a hockey player, wouldn't you be like, Let's not even worry about Kachuk. Let's make him come after us. Well, I don't know. That's that's how the that's how old school is. That's old school hockey. Yeah, I don't know if that's like that anymore. But like you used to like. Okay, well, if you want to, but up. you could play physical on Gaudreau. Oh yeah, you should. Well, back in the day, someone would just grab, yeah. someone would just grab him and beat him up because yeah. there's no instigator rule. So you just like. Right, that instigator rule screws a lot of things. Well, don't don't you think right. the instigator rule Actually, causes more oh, problems than absolutely? Yeah, you know. Well, and a lot of things like, and there's just not. I mean, there's. The the kind of like the fourth line, I always found like a, a tougher guy or mm-hmm. always, had a useful and had a use for in hockey and always had the guys that are like like character guys in fourth line that would just like hey no you can't do that and yeah. they grab someone else and and then you be like oh man like, okay and and then you're then you're then you're a big guy if you grab like if you grab Gaudreau and beat the hell out of him then your Gaudreau's like hey Kachuk wake up don't He's do smart. this yeah. yeah. Like, hey, idiot! Like, I'm getting beat up because I'm you, paying the price because yeah. of you. Yeah. And but you I, could still get rid of the instigator rule. Like, the game has changed, right? Yeah. Those the guys oh, yeah. that play three minutes a night, uh, guys are playing a little bit more now on those fourth lines. You could still just because you don't have heavyweights, you could still have the instigator rule and let the players play because you guys know like, the players know themselves what needs to be done. And well, very few times do you say, see a guy going overboard. Yeah, hockey hockey used to be such a great game because you're. Uh, it still is a great story. Mm-hmm. Still is a great, but it used to be such a great because you pleased yourself all right. there. Everything pleased itself. And no, not, and for whatever what in, in life you can't, like, hey, you're an idiot. I'm going to beat you up. That's right. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. Hockey was great because you're being an idiot. I could beat you up and get, and we get have five minutes fighting and that's it. That's right. But in life, you're like, you get all these idiots like road rage and or like people yell at you or parking lot stuff. Yeah. You can't just pop them. Yeah. Right. You can't just pop a guy or you'll, yeah. you'll go to jail or something. Or something will have, bad will happen. Yeah. You're arrested. But hockey used to be so cool because you like, Okay, you, you can't be an idiot, and you learn as a young man to respect people, respect your elders, respect people, and you don't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. You, and if you did, you're gonna get your ass beat up, mm-hmm. and which was great. And then I thought it was the greatest game because of that, because you're just like you learned a lot of lessons the hard way, and 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 then now now it's like almost kind of reverted back to you're and to give Cassian a suspension for that. You give you give like a now you're giving Kachuk and all these guys to do the hit like That's right. more leeway to do that hit. Yeah, so. Where is the onus going to be on dumb players, like that? Uh, stick up for themselves. Like stick up for yourself. Then, or if you yeah. do that, dumb. if you're going to be dirty, yes. you should. You you know, I, I I thought the dirty like if you want to spend Cassian, then the other guy should spend or it for the hit or neither of them. Turtling. Yeah. <laughs> so that, what, what's is that? Is that a suspension for turtling? <laughs> is there is that one of the wor- like when we were back to chirping? Yeah. Guys that run around and hit and then turtle. Um, I oh, guess so we're, what's the respect level of those guys in the league? Well, the, and you know what, Kachuk is—he's an effective player. He is. He's such a good player. He's so like, skilled. So skilled, and, and he's one of those guys. You're like, okay, like he, I'm glad he's on my team. Like Marshawn, like 
he's a he's a dummy, but he does dumb stuff. But he's such a good player. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, holy smokes! I'm glad he's on my team because he scores goals and yeah. big goals. They both they both do, but you still can't. There's still a, a okay. You're like, oh, I get emotionally involved. No, you know what you're doing out there. And okay, well, don't just stick up for yourself because because yeah. as 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 a player on your team, I I don't want to like eventually. Like, Walking uh, Gage was talking the other day, and he was playing with Dan Desbavi, and one guy, one guy kept running around. And he goes, "Okay, like, I'll fight for you, but if you're gonna keep running around, you're gonna have to get, you're gonna get beat up. I'm not sticking up for you." That's anymore. right. And that's how it was back then. You're just like, if you kept doing dumb stuff, the guy would help you out. And but he, then this guy would say, "Hey, listen, yeah. don't do the stuff for anymore, or else." Do you think that happened in the Flame locker room? Like, do you think they said to Matthew Kachuk, "Hey, man, this has got to. If you're gonna I do hope- this stuff, you gotta like. Would you do that yeah. if he was your teammate? Oh yeah, like, and, and I think. Uh, a lot of uh, I didn't really play with too many guys that were uh, didn't understand that I think because you but I yeah for sure like Giordano or someone I hope would say listen buddy like you gotta do that like you gotta fight for I don't want to fight your fights like all the time all yeah. the time like I'll fight if you want if you get cheap shot like, sure oh, no way you're a good teammate I'll protect you but like if you're gonna keep doing that like eventually you gotta like okay like answer to your own own, own bell right I don't know that's that's the way I get like. I was raised, and I was raised to do, mm-hmm. be that way. And coaches always taught me, "Hey, like, if you're gonna do dumb stuff, you're gonna get, you're gonna get beat up." Like, it, it, I look at Rafi Torres, and he was a guy all his life was told, "You got to be physical. You got to be yep. physical. You got to be physical." Those hits were hit like so, and when they were allowed in the game, yeah, were you know, if you go back to Rafi Torres playing midget or something, there's probably a lot of oh, those yeah. hits. So, yeah. guy, when and same with your wheelhouse, you get raised set. Hockey is this way. And then the game all of a sudden changed for yeah. a lot of guys after that yeah. lockout. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, sure. and yeah. now it, the, the NHL allows this hit. Like they worked so hard to suspend guys. Guys were getting massive suspensions for that. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, it's almost reverted back the other way. Like just, yeah. You get like Rafi almost ruined his career. Yeah. That, right. And he come back. He wasn't the same player after that. And I know Rafi a bit from playing with him a bit. And, uh, uh, but it just, he got, he got suspended. I think what was, it was a big suspension. It was a huge one. Yeah. yeah. And and albeit it wasn't as as a dirty hit, but it was still the same hit. Yeah. And it still, is, he's only going down there for one reason. That, that's that's that, right. And that's that's to hurt a guy. That that's the only reason he's going down there. I don't know. I don't know Kachuk at all. He's probably a good guy, probably a nice guy. But the only reason you go down there as a winger is to make a big hit. Yeah. And to you it's know, not a hockey player. It's not a hockey player. Yeah. It's not a hockey play at all. Yeah. No. So what this has done, though, has ignited the Battle of Alberta. It's awesome. I mean, it's, you know, that's you know like it, it's, I, I don't, I, this might be an exaggeration, but it's the, you know, it's finally good again after yeah. almost 30 years yes. because you go from like the, the nineties and then there was a few yeah. playoff series and then there hasn't been a playoff I series. I mean, they're going to play each other tied in points, one point back of Vancouver, which is yeah. also good for that triangle yeah. now. I mean, it, it, at least the Battle of Alberta seems to be back yeah. on because at times, the Oilers were good and the Flames sucked, yeah. and then it was reversed. Yeah. Or they both suck. Yeah, yeah. So now it's nice. How good? It? How good a playoff series would that be? Can you yeah, imagine? It's so good. Yeah. So that's that's like, like it would be. You remember what I they used were to like have as a kid? Sleepovers when watching those stuff, right? Yeah. Like, like Theron Fleury on his knees, like going down. He was like, you remember those moments, or, or uh, like Peter Klima scoring a goal. Yeah. You just remember those like big Gretzky moments. over the shoulder yeah. of Mike Vernon, uh, the like, one, man, the slap just, shot. Yeah. Or just like Eskatikin, I think scored a one goal. Yeah. He's, he's running. He's like so. You remember these moments as a kid, and they're so they're so entrenched in your brain, and and it just you and if and I love this city. I love I love Edmonton, mm-hmm. and and now I'll kind of get it back into my kid. I'll probably be an Edmonton older fan, and but you're just like it's a, it's just good for the city. It's good for the cities because 
like you said, you're stuck at minus 40 sometimes. You're like, I need something to grasp on, dude. No one, and politics are not as huge deal as is mm-hmm. he, here in the States. And and uh, hockey is, and for and people can love it or hate it, hockey is the main thing. Mm-hmm. And and your grandma's talking about it, your grandpa's talking about it, your buddy's your talking barber, about it. Your everybody. barber, everybody's talking about yeah. it. So, which is great. And then it gets people in the bars, it gets people in the restaurants, it gets people excited for games. And and like you said, you can't wait. Like, People were talking about just after the game. It was and I was two weeks. Was it two two weeks yeah. ago? Yeah, almost. Almost. Yeah. So you're like, this is great. It's awesome. It's just like, and people, are, what do you think about the game 29th? What do you think? It's, it's awesome for the for the, for the province and and the first game back. It's and... so it, it is. It's a great thing for the province. Great thing for I think the economy. You mm-hmm. know, like you think of economy wise, like the oil and all industry and all stuff, but mm-hmm. just picks the even picks the economy up, picks yeah. the bars and all stuff. Yeah, up, people right? might, might go out and people together go and, and to watch this game at right? a bar. Might go to get. Hey, let's yeah. go watch a game at the bar. Yeah. Or buy beers to your place and come yeah, over. Yeah. So you an event. It's, yeah, a, event. it's an event. It's, a, it's now, an yeah. event. So now you want to. It's like must see TV. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the Oilers now are. Uh, you know, I guess when you watch the Oilers yeah. now compared to when you played them the last few yeah. years, like they were McDavid. A lot of it was McDavid, Drysaitel, Nuge would chip in, yeah. but there wasn't a lot else. The, the James Neal trade helped. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. When you and you know Yamamoto gets called yeah. up, they, you know for a long time they would rush prospects, but. It really looks like they're starting. Like if you look at some of their prospects in in the in Bakersfield, they, they've got some guys coming, especially on the back end. But now it seems like they actually have two lines. Where in the past they were pretty much a one line team, weren't they, to play against? Yeah, and then oh for sure, and and um, and our defense was wasn't so great back then, and then, then their goalies, and now we're not their goal. Everyone's yeah. Mike Smith and uh, Koskinen seem to have a good tan- tandem, and. Kenny Holland was the best for that in Detroit. Like he would hold people back, hold people back, and they almost hold back to a fault. Yeah, and he's like, "It's not ready. It's not ready yet. It's not ready yet." And and they make him go up through the system. But he had like when I was playing, he had like Draper, Maltby, and those guys on the fourth line. You're like, "Geez, you're like, how are you gonna get to the hard to play? Yeah, hard to, hard play. to so, get." Yeah. But he was the best to keep him bending. And he said that when he came here, "I'm gonna keep the kids in the until they're ready to come up. They're not coming up unless they're super ready." So like, mm-hmm. you know, like Tyler Benson and those kind of guys, like get some. And I played three years in the minors. I wouldn't take that back for my whole. I wouldn't take that back. I do it I think all it's over. Important, yeah. It's just so important for these kids. Even if you're first round draft pick, go play. Yeah. Learn the pro game. Learn how to be on your own. Learn how to cook your own pregame meal. Learn all that stuff. Yeah, because right? you go from being, you know, your parents yeah. to a billet yes. to now I yeah. got to make my own and pregame meal. Or whatever. And it's lonely too because you go at time management things like AHL that. AHL is great because AHL is all young guys, and if yeah. you got young guys, you're all hanging out, and then you get to the NHL. There's Okay, there's families, there's this, there's this, and there's yeah. so, so maybe there's only one or two people you don't hang out with. And, and for whatever reason, sometimes you're not always getting along with people on your team. They're not sure they're, you're built on his team, and you're, you're, you're not team. everybody likes everybody exactly. they work with, exactly. So, yeah. your teammates, and maybe you don't want to hang out after off the race, maybe you're the, you're it, and so it, it becomes lonely. And yeah. it's like, I was lucky to play here for my first couple of years because I'm my parents, and my, sure, yeah, and yeah. a lot of people support network, and but uh, I think I got off trap, I got off topic there mm-hmm. we, but yeah well, no but just that this this team uh allowed oh, yes. ken holland allowed guys yes, and then absolutely. you know james neal obviously oh. has been a, a but he's, tremendous he scored hit. 20 30 goals every like yeah. you know, he's gonna do it again but i if you put him with the right people and he's a, he's just got that knack for scoring goals. well nugent hopkins you know finally has consistent line mates now like well, for, I, I he, think he hasn't had yeah, a consistent yeah. coach or line mates his whole career his all-around game is probably the best on the orders for sure it's yeah. like defensively and just playing both sides of the ice and He's kind of he's kind of got that both ends for sure, and uh, but if, if orders can continue to get scoring from like Shane and mm-hmm. those kind of guys, and you know, and, um, 
which like, Archibald, uh, some of those guys, but, but they yeah. weren't getting that no. in the beginning of no, the year, weren't. right? Yeah. It was yeah. like all the top four guys. Well, you see, when you get to playoffs, that's important. For sure. Like, it's so tight in playoffs, and you need big goals from your third, fourth lines. You, mm-hmm. need, you need big goals from Juju Kara and those guys. You yeah. need, you need yeah. big goals from Archibald. You need a, a guy who wins you a game. You need a goalie to steal your game. And yeah. all these things become so evident in playoffs, and you're you're – that's why hockey's so great because you're not you're more than just a Kobe Bryant or sure. LeBron James. That's and, right, yeah. In a in playoffs, those guys can win you a game, no problem. Well, and, LeBron and, almost won a championship by himself, absolutely. right? Absolutely, and 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 those guys help. Like Ovi would, he would win us a game for sure. Sure, but you need everybody. You need in hockey, you need everybody because it's so close, and they'll score a big goal for you. Like Peter Kleeman, Peter Kleeman, he didn't play a shift for how long, <laughs> and he comes on yeah. with that bad bucket of his and scores oh, a goal. Goodness, it's so great. Yeah. I know it's just like moments like that. You're just like, and. It just that's why I love playoffs because everything goes out the window. Points go out the window. No one cares about points. You only care one thing: is Stanley, right. Stanley Cup, and everyone's all in it together. And it's, well, it's such a great, good, good event. And the Oilers, you know, they're proving that they can have success with McDavid and Drysaddle together, and they yep. can have success with McDavid well, and Drysaddle apart. Too. And and when yeah. you get to the playoffs, you might have to have yes. Leon Drysaddle go on his own. Yes, and I, and I think you need more than one line. You need like and those guys are more than capable of of running their own line, running their having their own line. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it's BS that they said you need to play together all the time because you they're good enough to have their own line and they're good enough mm-hmm. to make other people around them better. And you're not getting stuck with me on a line. You're getting stuck with James Neal and Nuge or <laughs> yeah. you're getting stuck with some pretty damn good players. So you're, I mean, it's, it's, uh, they, they play with some pretty good players. So it's, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's important to have that one, two combo for sure to match up against in playoffs for sure. Uh, how about playing in Edmonton in general? We always see these surveys come out and it's the worst places to play Winnipeg, Edmonton, yeah. Like, why do you think that is, uh, that, that places like, is it weather? Just, just think strictly it's, yeah, weather? Just weather? People don't understand it. But I, I, like, I, I, I've, I, I, I grew up here and I, so I, I chose to live here. I could chose to live anywhere like Vancouver, summer warmer, but I Florida, love Florida. If you Florida, want to, yeah, right. I, it's, I think just as like, it's such a great place to be as a, as a hockey player and as, and as a family guy, like raising your kids, walking to school, no fear, like just like. You are in such a safe place and such mm-hmm. a good place. I think it's the weather, but you know, everyone thinks it's cold, but it's not. It, it's it's minus ten feels great here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you said, minus fifteen feels like if you go out east, like yeah, if you go to New Toronto, York, New York, or well, yeah. New York or Washington, off the water, if it's right? Minus if it's zero degrees, you're freezing your butt because off the water, yeah. the, the, the wind, it's it's way colder than here, and and sure you get a snaps of minus 40 but like snow, yeah, it's yeah. not like that all the yeah. time and no, it's, it's, it's usually like today like minus one minus yeah. five minus but it's beautiful and it's always sunny and you wake up and you're the other day it's sunshine you're it's warm you're like oh mm-hmm. this is awesome it's, it's such a good place and but i'm i like winter i like i like always that's how I, that's what made me who i yeah. am so i think uh but uh i wouldn't choose to live anywhere else so how about the fan factor i mean you've played in obviously edmonton here where it's hotbed yeah columbus no hotbed. Not a hot, <laughs> no, not a hockey no, hotbed. No. Uh, Washington and the Islanders yep. are traditional markets, yep. and then and then Anaheim uh, is not a traditional market. Yep. But the fan base, because you know, people are always saying the fans are driving players to leave Edmonton. Nobody wants to sign here because of the fans. Did you find the fans uh, in your time in Edmonton over the top? Now, now it's, it's social media has, has advanced quite a bit. But yeah, I, what, what do you think about the fans and that factor? Well, the the people are just passionate about hockey, right? They always want to, and 
not many people. When you go, there's not many people that bug you. And like, did you ever get harassed badly? Uh, not no, no, not badly. No, I just uh, some people go. You're at dinner and you try to offer like you're with someone, your family for dinner, and right. they come up and you're like, okay, well, like, but like if if people just leave, the, I think because because people when they go to other places, you walk down the street, no one knows who you are, right? Yeah. So I think, but I, I don't. It makes you makes you feel like pretty. Like it was, it's pretty, I, I don't know. I, I liked it. I, it was, it was a lot of pressure because I played in Edmonton and right. a, lot, a lot of times I, I think the media is more, more influential on players than anything. Cause like, okay. Cause negative like, media, negative media. And just like when they were playing, I don't think it was like they were six and one and, and they lost a couple of games. They're like, Oh, sky's falling again. Well, yeah. They're in <laughs> they were first place. Yeah. And like, it was like, so, um, I, 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 the people are passionate and, and I don't, I, I think it's great. I mean, it would, would you rather be in Florida in a half full barn? And okay, so what was it or, like in Columbus? It was good. I mean, like, was, yeah. as far as like the attention that oh, you like, would get. Oh, you, you get can no, do no, anything yeah. you want. You get no attention. Like, so you almost yeah. want like I guess it depends on who you are. It's personality, yeah. but I think most people want to be playing a sport that people care about yeah. in their city. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, when you get approached, like to me, there's no better feeling when a kid comes up to you and asks you for an autograph. And sure. Even in like I remember a couple times where. We were in a, um, just by the Joey's on South Side, South Common there. And I was in my old truck and a kid came up to me and I went back to my truck and got him like a, one of those things. You got West 7 and Mall side. Mm-hmm. So like the stuff I'd ask is so cool. And then like people like all these, like, you look at you t- all these, like I'm, I played NHL. No, I'm, I'm the kids coach. They don't care who I am. <laughs> you got here Connor McDavid. Like, yeah, that's I right. played against that guy. They're like, yeah. oh yeah, right, buddy. Like, yeah, so, whatever, yeah. But it's, it, it's that to me that that's like you play a game and, for kids to come up to you ask for your autograph, there's no like better feeling than that. There's no like like holy smoke yeah. moment. Like you used to be that kid at Western Mall getting yeah. autograph signed and I remember doing that and uh and now you're that guy. So it's, it's uh that that's pretty cool. You got traded from the Oilers first to Phoenix. Yeah. And, and then during were, the lockout, then right yeah. before the season you got traded Gret- to the club. Gret- that was be one of my favorite players. He was a coach, he traded me so like, no, <laughs> now he's not my favorite player. Yeah. So you didn't even get to play for not him. one game. Nope. Uh, I got traded just before the season started to Columbus. Yeah. yeah. That must have been pretty hectic because you come off it the was, lockout and then you yeah, get traded. Very hectic because we were like, I uh, got to Phoenix. I was like, okay, I can live here. I got a, at a, at a place with a pool and a little putting green in the back, hot tub. Like, nice. this is going to be nice. Yeah. Have a few beers here after I play a game. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be nice. Betty's coming down. Just me and my wife at a time. And I was like, okay. And that's like, and now, now, now I'm like, okay, you're going to Columbus. I go, yeah. And then, because uh, the, Chris McFarland called me from the Columbus Blue Jacks when I was on my way back for the first game in the season in Phoenix. And, in Colum- and uh, Chris is like, hey, we're traded for you. Uh, and I got your flight later on. I go, I, I said, yeah, bull crap. See, like, I thought it was one of my buddies. Yeah, me. yeah, yeah. I said, I was like, leave me alone. It's game day. Get out of here. Like, so I, I, I hung up on him. And then he, he called <laughs> back. He said, no, no, Jason, really, we're traded for you. Are you serious? Yeah, but I, but I, I, I walked by uh, uh, the GM at the time in Phoenix, Mike Barnett. Like in in the lobby, like of the place, I hey Mike walk walk by to my truck, and so that was like ten minutes. So I didn't. He wouldn't I, say anything to you. No, I didn't understand the whole moment. I was like, it's like so. I thought back to like, why didn't he tell me? Like, so it was it was a very, but it was great because I went to went to Columbus and really Gerard Grant was a coach and such a good coach and and just a great guy. I played with like Manny. Shocked Mo- he got fired. Shocked like it was. Uh, there's players there, as players you play for coaches sometimes you don't like us sometimes whatever it is it, but it is what it is it, mm. and uh 
you're not going to always like your coach. That's fine. Sure. Uh, but he's one of those guys who made everyone feel part of it. Just like a great guy that uh, you didn't want to let him down. And he's one of those guys you're just like, I don't want to let this guy down tonight. And you yeah. felt bad for him after a loss because he put everything in that too. He had so much passion. He was such a tough player too. So tough. Oh man, just he like, was tough. And like you looked up his YouTube, you tried to find him and you're just yeah. like, wow, this guy's like, this guy was a man. Like he right? was a heavyweight. Yes. Yeah. And it was just uh and a goal scorer too. Goal I think score, he scored yeah. forty. Yeah. So he was such a such a good guy, and uh, I was how, I was very shocked at that. How long did it take you to get used to the cannon? In oh, Columbus? Still, yeah, it was crazy. Isn't that nuts? Like, oh, the first, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, I, you never you really get used to it. Sometimes when you're, when you're during the anthem or whatever, yeah. yeah. But it was uh, it was a fun place to play. And it really got that's when I really got my feet wet. I got to play a little more, and it was mm-hmm. it was a really good, really good. Stepping stone in my career there. Yeah, and you you were there for uh, a few years. Yeah, like five, like almost five years. Yeah. yeah. Um, did you notice hockey getting stronger yes. and stronger yeah. as you yeah. were there? Absolutely, yeah. Because that's massive football territory. Yeah. So it was funny after January, after the college football yeah, season, yeah. our, our tennis would pick up like probably two or three times. So it was, uh, but it was a it was a nice little place to play. It was a uh, great living, uh, cheap cheap rent, cheap housing, and then it was a, it was it was a great place to play, great place to raise your. I, my first kid there, uh, Kale was born there. Nice. So it was uh, met a lot of good people that to still keep in touch with, and it's a, it was a it was a really good place. Then you move on to uh, Washington. Yeah. And um, would you say Alex Ovechkin is the the great the best player you played with in your career? I'd is, say best goal scorer. Best goal scorer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What What was he? He he seems like well, especially when they won, yeah. he was celebrating. But yeah. he seems infectious. You know, what's he like? Pre-game, game day, is he a motivator, uh, speaker, talker? Yeah, he talks a lot. He, yeah. he, like, he likes to joke around and have a good time. and make, yeah. uh, Keep make, things loose? Keep things loose, yeah. He wasn't uh, too serious, but he when he he was he was serious about winning because he was really, I remember he was really he was pissed off at losing, like really, uh, uh, but like even like when I got traded there, I was still shocked I didn't win a Stanley Cup there. Mm-hmm. Right? That so he, team, eh? I was there for eight years, and I'm like, man, I can't believe we didn't win a Stanley Cup because... You'd run into like Pittsburgh, you run into like New York or in the second round, and always a Pittsburgh yeah. always and like losing game seven, losing game seven. You're like, geez, you could never get just get over that hump. And like it took uh and I and uh, funny, I was listening to Ovi on a on and playing uh Toronto the other day, and he said, Until these guys decide to play the right way, they're never gonna win. About the Leafs. Oh the Leafs. And that was him, right? That was him. And that was you're trying and I remember you're and you're talking to Ovi, Ovi, you gotta play both sides. You gotta play both sides. You can't just be a goal scorer. And and you can't just do the you can't just be a one guy. You got to do yeah. both. You got to sacrifice a goal to to get us a win. And then and he did that that playoffs, which was awesome. And it, and I was tickled pink for him to win. And I was you know, a little tad bitter. But, yeah, but you're not bitter. But you're just like, why? Well, I was there, so I yeah. was just there. But if what, it, what was different about him in ways the, in that playoffs? Yeah, he the, just did the little things like just the blocking shots, the attention to detail to, on uh, back checking, back harder, checking yeah. harder, and just like the and it doesn't. And those guys are so, like, uh, it's so close for them to take over a game, and and to make a game happen because they get all the minutes and they're very important. And, and just the little details would that's a win of the cup. Yeah, and it was it was cool to see. Like those and and you look at like uh, Connor and those guys. You try to teach them, hey, got to play both ends, yeah. play those yeah. both ends, right? That's what Dave Tippett seems to be trying to do yes, right now. Hitch right? was Hitch was a and when I got with Hitch, Hitch was a big believer. Now he goes. He goes, Jim, are you not using your speed as, as, as you're only using it offensively. You got to use it defensively as a weapon too. And like, and Hitch, Hitch really drove it home, drove it home, drove it home. And like, but it, but eventually you're like, yeah, you're, you know, he's, yeah. he made, and it took my wife and I was like, like this guy's on me every day. And like, he had a high pitched voice. Jim, come to my office. 
And I still text Hitch today. And he's like, Jimmer, Jesus, what are you doing? And then, uh, and, uh, and, uh, it was, but he was awesome for me. I took my wife, every day I came in a room and he's like, hey, Jimmer, like, what are you doing out there? Like, oh, man, I don't know. He goes, Sarah, this guy's on me. My wife, this guy's on me all the time. And, and Sarah's like, shut up. He goes, like, what do you, she goes, don't you ever, do you ever think he's trying to make you better? Like, it's funny how you don't see it sometimes, no. eh? And I'm like, Jesus. And I kind of snapped home right there. I'm like, yeah, he's right. And then ever since then, me and Hitch had a great relationship. And and your game may be My game improved. Yeah. For, absolutely improved. It allowed me to play a lot longer. Like sure. offensive guys, it's sometimes, you know, from, I played goal growing up. But you watch yeah. offensive guys, and sometimes um, the, it takes them a while to realize that the better you play defensively, the more turnovers you're going to create, well, more, which more goals turns into score. offense. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's a backward. Sometimes for to look at it that way, really offensive guys see it don't see it that way. No. They think that's a backwards look. Yeah, and for it sure. takes you a while to click well, in. You don't realize the playoffs. There you go. Right. Right. And then you're like, oh shit. Yeah. So, so you, it's like yeah, you're like oh man. Yeah. Like and then you don't realize it till when the game really there's not a, there's not a much much power plays. Yeah. The the tight the calls are called light lot lot tighter. That's right. So now you're winning games two one instead of six five. Yeah. And Carmen Day might have four goals or. But I, he's still all of them, maybe on a power player, three yeah. on power player, four. But, but like now you're winning games two one, and that back check might be the or that that instead of swinging, stopping on the that, right. That's instead of flybys, right? Right. So that that's just the little details that uh, when you the, and yeah. you don't realize these things until playoffs. And then, we look at Tampa last year; they roll the regular season, and then they're rolled in the playoffs. It's just too because it didn't. They couldn't well, adapt. You can't. You you can't. You can't get it back. You cannot play one way. Right, all season you cannot play and one way. Just all flip season the switch, and yeah. flip the switch, and be like, okay, now I'm going to play defensive. Yeah. Well, now you, if if you if you do stop, maybe stop a little too late. Yeah. Every right? player would sacrifice a president's trophy for a Stanley Cup in a heartbeat. Oh, I'd, like, I I think we've won three. Who cares about a president's right, yeah. trophy when oh. you're out? So you had some legendary series with the Pittsburgh yeah. Penguins where yeah. you got to see. The two best players of of your generation, I yeah. would say, um, you know, the the bulk of it in Crosby and Ovechkin go ahead. Yeah. What were those like? So like fun. Alexander Ovechkin yeah. is a rock. Like yeah. I don't know if you ever got hit by him in, oh, yeah. in any game. Like he yeah. is so solid. But what were those matchups like? I mean, dueling hat tricks and everything. It was so fun. Like, it was just like that's one of the moments you're sitting on the bench. You're just like, oh. Okay. Were you in that game with the dueling? I, I wasn't on that. I wasn't okay. there for that. That was the year. I think it was the year before. Okay, like, but uh, but you saw some legendary oh, matchups. Yeah, it was. I had the best seat in the house, right? I was just like, I tell like everyone, everyone's like, you like you guys pay for your seat. I had the best seat in the house for yeah. for 16 years. I watched these guys play. It was just like, and you're and you're part of it, but yeah. you kind of a lot of times you get caught up in the moments, and you're like, wow, that was a good play. Even yeah. though like, like you look, it's some of the goals you get scored against. You look at your me and Joe Ward look at each other like, holy, yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah, right. It's like, and those two guys are Crosby. Obviously, there's a reason he's so successful. Yeah. Um. Is he the best all-around player? Yeah, from your career. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, like you get the like the, like the, the Berger, greatest player Bergeron. From your, yeah, okay. Or like Bergeron, those kind of guys. Like he, I think they went someone stupid like thirty games without getting scored five on five one year. I was like, and they're Bergeron. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Or something like that. What yeah. it was maybe last last year or something. Like that, but it was like, like guys like that. You're just like, wow, they do it both ends, and they just like constantly do it. And like Crosby, same thing. Okay. I think I think Bergeron's more of a better two-way player. player. Yeah. Crosby's a, maybe more dynamic. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Who was the most skilled guy you played with? Like, just pure skill. Oh, probably Alexander Seven. Okay. Yeah. He was the most skilled guy. And, like, his only problem was his own mind and kind of, like... Got in his way? Yeah. And, like, his kind of care factor. 
He didn't have the drive. He didn't have the drive. Yeah. He didn't have like the whole like. But he he had the drive. He was like his shot and his talent is is. It was like I played with him a couple a couple of games and some of the backdoor taps. I was like, put my stick on the ice. You're like, oh. It's easy, oh. eh? Yeah. It was like he was he was super, super skilled. I can't remember if it was him that had the fight where he yeah. was doing the yeah, bongos. He was doing the old bongos. Yeah. Worst yeah. fight yeah. Of, yeah. probably yeah. of all time, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, he was uh he was pretty talented. Do you remember your first fight? Ooh. Do you remember who like you didn't fight often, but no, I didn't, dropped the gloves I don't remember, No, no. I don't remember your first fight. Um what about the funniest teammate? Like listen, I think hockey players oh, like man. I watch the NBA and there's so many personalities. Yeah. Same a little bit with football. Hockey players just seem to be so much more humble in front of the cameras. Dressing room, uh, hotel yeah, room yeah, might be yeah. a little bit different. Yeah. Who are some of Because there are some great personalities out there in the game. We just don't see them as much in the media. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah like it was back at Columbus, like guys like Jared Bull, those guys. That, you know, Rick Nash is really funny. They'll, like, it's like, there's all these kind of these guys that are like super funny. And you're just like, but that's, that's the best thing about hockey. It's, it's you, you said when they come to the rink, you don't see those personalities on, on air. Yeah. But sometimes you do. Like, like I like, uh, reason in uh vegas because mm-hmm. he shows his true colors in the media and like rubbing scott oak's hair is pretty funny like that kind of stuff's awesome right it's and builds a game and like hockey players like or tell taught to say yo yep yep oh we gave 110 percent and uh, we're trying a better next game and right humble so right humble. button down they try to button down and i think it's kind of a you, you gotta show your true colors sometimes and but uh there's there's too many guys to name that are that are just like, yeah. really funny. Scott Walker played with in uh for a bit in, in uh Washington. He got traded. He was hilarious and just the guys like that were pretty good practical jokers. Oh, like just, uh... it wasn't so much like back when we started. We still like uh, I was talking to uh, Chris Russell there the other day. Ran into him and he he's one of the nicest guys to play with. Too. Remember when we used to like the rookies were being dummies or just like yeah. not acting the way they should. We used to put their um put their stuff in the shower and then stuff all their balls in stuff, all their clothes in a ball, put, yeah. put in an ice box. And so they try to, their, their, their clothes would be full. They're frozen. Yeah. So they couldn't, so that's what yeah. happened to a Vander yeah. King. Yeah. Remember? The, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that was like, so we did it all the time. These guys or cut the, cut the ham out of their pant legs and, <laughs> and like, just like stuff like that. So, so dumb, but it was like, it's funny to us. So, uh, yeah, but it, it, you try to, teach these guys lessons that way but that, not doesn't the practical jokes like you put the tape on it on the bottom of the skate that kind of stuff yeah. pretty funny when you can't see it just a little minute like, just, tape. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like what the hell goes on and uh, uh shaving cream and gloves always a good one that's yeah. a fun one yeah that's so there's a it gets less and less now because like uh we feel more cognizant of people's feelings now so. that's right yes so, yeah. you gotta be it's it's a there's there's this a, fine line yeah. that's entered into our yeah. uh sport and, and, weird, and yeah. lifestyle yeah um, coaches, um, who are some of your favorite coaches? Uh, well, Gerard Galan was right up there. Uh, I'd walk Kyle for first year and, uh, then Claude Julian in, mm-hmm. in, in, uh, in Hamilton. They were really good. And then when I got up to Edmonton and Craig Metallish here, but Billy Morris was so good to me here. He was such a nice guy. He taught me a lot and just, uh, really taught me a lot about hockey and game and life in mm-hmm. general. He's just a really nice man and still coaches, coach, holds his, uh, coaches meetings and stuff and, and, uh, just teaches how people how to treat people and just a great man. And then you go up, uh, everyone, everyone you learned for Then he went to Columbus and I had, uh, Gerard and Hitch got hired there and Hitch was really good and mm-hmm. went to Washington and then Bruce and then Adam and, and we had a whole bunch of coaches there. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, Adam Oates was there. And then, um, 
uh, Hunter came for a bit. That's right. He quit because he's like, I don't want to deal with this stuff anymore. <laughs> he just wanted to go back and deal with kids. Exactly. Eh? Yeah. yeah. So he could, he could, the, well, it's a different, like, yeah. you, you know, you're, you're talking to a 16 year old kid yeah. or a 20 year old, eight year old veteran that's making, you know, six, $7 million. It's a totally different mentality. Well, and everybody wants their ice time. Everyone wants their minutes and, and you're not yeah. dealing with, uh, maybe the drama as much in Druner. Like, yeah. you, hey, kid, you're not going to play. You're not, you're not going to, you could say, hey, you're not going to play hard, not playing. Yeah. There, that. there you have to deal with part of GM, the owner. These guys are making. Agent, big, maybe. Agent. Make it, these guys are making big money, right? Yeah. So if you're not playing them, something's wrong, right? Why aren't you playing this guy? Yeah. So, and then, um, then uh, Trotz came in the last bit. So then you went to, then Dougie Waite was in, uh, in, right. uh, in uh, New York. And um, what, I did one other coach there too. Oh yeah. Um, Carla? Uh, no, not, nope. oh, Carla was in, yeah, in, in Anaheim. In yeah, Anaheim. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you were only a free agent once, right? Yeah. Yeah. One one time with New York. Yeah. Was it a yeah. easy process? Did you like it? You know, what was it? What was it like for you? Uh, it was stressful. Yeah. Yeah, it was like because I knew because I was towards my end of my career and I thought I I came out with twenty old season and I I thought I proved that I had a lot. To, and I originally wanted to be out west, closer to home. And, okay. And uh, so I had some. Uh, and it seems like you're always waiting on somebody. Yeah. Like someone's like, oh, yeah, no, I'll make an offer. And then someone makes an offer and then they need to ha know it by. And so I got, I got some one year, one year offers. And then, and, uh, and I was like, I don't want, I want a two year offer because I wanted some security. Sure. And I was 36 at the time and I wanted a two year just because I felt I deserved it. I earned it. And mm -hmm. then Islanders came with a two year offer and I was like, okay. And I waited on a few people out west and just never. And I was hoping maybe here, Calgary or Colorado or somewhere closer or right, flight yeah. or, you know, even out, like even in California or somewhere close in, in Vancouver or something like that. And just never. So I was like, my agent's like, well, you got to either make a decision or they got to move on. So I'm like, holy smokes. So I took a walk, yeah. a 10 minute walk. I was like, okay, well, I'll, and I'll sign. I never know if you waited to get what you want, but I, I got a two year deal, which most money I've ever made in my life. And I was like, holy smokes. Like I don't have a table. I said, Sarah, I'm not turning this down right yeah. now. And she's like, no, don't do that. So you got to live in New York too. To live, and it was, and it was awesome. It was so cool. Yeah. It was just, uh, it was just the best. Yeah. So how, when did you know you were ready to retire? Was there a, a bell that went light bulb that went off? I wasn't. Was, no, you weren't. No. You wanted to keep playing. Yeah. yeah. So uh, what was that like then? I still, I still don't accept that I'm not playing. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. still I'm just my second year out. I'm still accept I'm not playing, and I feel like uh, I still could play. But yeah. I think uh, I well, want. I'm sure there's some senior teams that would. Yeah. Uh, you go make a I run for the Allen Cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw Smitty get hit. I'm not doing That's that. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, but I wanted to be because my wife's like, and and I was done moving my kids around. Yeah. And I was just like, I dragged them around enough and drug them around enough to different schools, different friends, and. They had really good friends in Washington, and it tore my heart to mm -hmm. bring them away from that. And, and, and it's something fans don't think about, no, right? The then, family impact. And then you, you, this whole Colby thing came up. And you think about that, right? yeah. Like, then uh, we had to New York, and they they really had some good friends there. And then you you drag him away from that, and then then Sarah's like, I think I think we're done. You know, I think we're done moving mm -hmm. the kids around. I go, you know what? You're right. I think it's just I had some PTOs offers like in St. Louis and mm -hmm. over there, and I didn't want to. Yep, have, have my career ended at a PTO, and I didn't want to go that yeah. way. And um, kind of your was, own terms. Yeah, I was hoping to work out here. I thought they could really use me here at that time. It was two years ago, and mm -hmm. I thought they could use a vet, veteran presence and still could play. And um, it didn't work out, which is fine. I mean, it's, it, it's a business, and you do you make business decisions. And uh, but I really hope I was hoping to work out here, like 
Calgary or Vancouver. That just it wasn't the right fit for the teams or or, or whatever. So, mm-hmm. but it was it, so I eventually said you know and it's I don't want to and the goal I was gonna go to St. Louis, but then I got and as I was going there and I was gonna make the team. I knew I was because it because I still had a lot yeah. to give. I knew I was gonna make it, and that's just how I thought. And I was not gonna get cut. So, and my my um, family was not gonna come. And I just couldn't. That's too hard. And I couldn't give my whole, whole self to hockey if my kids weren't there and my wife wasn't there. Party is missing. Party is missing. Yeah. So it was, and it wasn't it wasn't fair to them. It wasn't fair to them to drag her out. It wasn't fair to them to be without a father for yeah for that long. And and so I just the it's still it's still like it's still it still hurts not playing. Yeah. Like it's it's still like I miss competing so much. I mean, you miss the whole environment and uh, but yeah, you just. You make decisions, and, and I I owe it to them to, you know that was, um, it was done moving around. You you do you wake up the same way for sixteen years, yeah, and then one day you wake up and it's not the same. It's the next day. It's not gradual. It's no. the next day. Yeah. It must be, you know that that drive would still be there. Uh, you're still involved in the game with the Oilers yeah. uh, a little bit, and you're, yeah. you're doing some coaching. So, yeah. uh, it, do you want to get into the game? You know your kids get. Uh, I don't know. I don't. A little bit those older. coaches put in so much time, and they put in way more time to players too. They're watching video, they're watching all the stuff, and uh, I, you, I guess you come, you just you, you it comes back to the whole Kobe thing. You like, I don't want to miss a thing. That's right. You miss, like, you missed. Uh, I miss half the time been, being I've on the a, road. I've right? been a part-time parent for my kids for for eleven years of yeah. my kids' life, and it's like, and what's it all worth? Is it worth like making? Fifteen bucks or what, no. or twenty bucks, whatever you make an hour or whatever you're going somewhere. Or you money know, doesn't. Or you're a scout. You time well, would you rather be scouting a kid in Western Canada or yeah. than watching your kid play if he's playing somewhere or yeah. or have a dress rehearsal or or I don't. The, the I thing is, I don't you, want, I don't you want to can get that. older uh, as you get older. You're not going to lose your hockey knowledge. So no. as your kids yes. get older, then you could get back that's, into. That's, and that's what I'm not going to. Gonna, right now, I'm just very comfortable just watching them play, coaching them, and. And like I said, you want it, you want their dreams to be realized through them, and kind of help them along the way, and be there for every moment. I don't want to miss that, and I think it's a, it's a, it's kind of a cool spot I put myself in to be able to do that. And my wife's working now; she's, she's a nurse, so she got herself awesome. Back. She lost her license, and she had to get it back. And I was really proud of her because she just would a lot of. Now, now that's, that's a, an opportunity not, for her, though. Not saying a lot otherwise would wouldn't do it, but mm-hmm. she was. She's so motivated, and she could have just said, "I'm not going to work." And she, but she wants to work, yeah. and she's the she's the best. And uh, but uh, now it's her turn, though. That's right? her like turn. You yeah, had exactly. your turn, and now, so now it's her making, turn. You can make support a, her. Now I'm making vegetarian chili. Kids That's hate awesome. It. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I just the whole the whole thing comes back to life is so short. You don't want to miss it. Yeah. Like my daughter has a soccer game tonight. I want to go watch it. Awesome. And she plays a. Uh, she wants plays a, like I want. I don't want to miss anything. So it's yeah. kind of. Even when I coach my kid, I miss my daughter's game. I I feel like I'm missing something still. I just like wow, oh, I can't I can't believe I'm missing this game. Yeah. Well, now you don't have to worry about being in uh, Montreal, exactly. Toronto, and yeah. Ottawa next week, and exactly. you can see yeah. the games, right? So it's it's, uh, it's. Do you watch a lot on TV hockey? I do. Yeah, yeah. I like watching. Yeah, I love the still game. Still a fan. Oh yeah, I the, you know the game has been dragged through the mud the last little while. Yeah, it, it's still a game you would put your children in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you still believe in it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and people, people always say like, oh, okay, well. They, it's, CT, all the you know, mm-hmm. all the stuff growing up, but like concussions, yeah. I would, I'd sign a waiver saying I'd do that again. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd, and and, and I'll, if, if equipment is better now too. If someone right? said they, they, if someone said they wouldn't, they'd be lying to you. Yeah, you know what I mean. And and, and for parents, uh, okay, I know you want to protect your parents, and yeah. well, they'll put them on hockey. 
But your, your the equipment is the like equipment's still the, the yeah. helmet you wore yeah. when you broke into the NHL oh. compared to the helmet now. Well, even the helmet I shouldn't I shouldn't have wear my old Bauer helmet for a whole my whole career. So well, was, you wore the same oh, helmet. Yeah. Oh, I wore the same helmet the whole time. And like, yeah, hence hence I hence I'm here repeating some so stuff. So did, <laughs> did you like? Did, were you a guy that like kept the same equipment the yeah. whole? Were you you, you were you yeah. a superstitious guy? I wasn't. Well, I guess you, like I say, I'm a superstition, but you always do the same. If you mm -hmm. score, you do some things the same way, right? But uh, like, would you tape your stick the same way? Laces, oh, yeah. skates. You had laces. a routine. Yeah, yeah I always, uh, I, I had a new pair of laces every game. That was the oh, okay. beauty of, a, of being an NHL, right? Yeah, it's like all the stuff at your disposal. My my kids love the gum because you always go in there. There's, there's gum available. Like just <laughs> yeah. two tubs tubs of gum. They're like, well, I can just take some. I go, yeah. yeah. So it's like, uh, but that stuff, you tape, and like it's just like amazing how. It's amazing how good you get treated. Yeah, skates then, would have been so important for you though so, yeah. because you were yeah. so fast, right? Yeah. I remember I, I I liked the old six fifty twos and they got rid of them mm -hmm. and and Mike Badano had some pairs and I was like, where the hell are you getting these? And he goes, well, I knew they're going to stock, so I got like thirty or forty pair. Oh wow! Oh, thanks for the Smart. heads up, yeah. buddy. <laughs> and I go like, well, I didn't get the same memo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sticks? Yeah. Did you were you particular about your stick? Uh, Change it a lot. Work on it. Not really. No. no? No, I wasn't. Uh, too, I just had the same kind of curve, and Adam Oates made me change my curve. He did. Yeah, he's big on that, yep. isn't he? Yeah, yeah. As your coach, when he was your coach, yeah, I had a heel curve, and 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 a lot of it was uh, made a lot of sense. Okay. Yeah, and I scored a couple of twenty goals after that, and there you go. a lot of it made sense just for shooting wise and picking the puck off the wall, and and he he thought the game really differently. It was it was kind of interesting to see yeah. what he did, what he thought, and where where he came from. And well, and he's, he's doing so much skills coaching yeah. now and things and he, like that. So we watch video with him. He goes, "Why are you here? Go over here and not much, not go towards the traffic. Like kind of get away from traffic, and find little holes. Mm -hmm. And if, if the guy's got the puck, but if he doesn't get, so it was kind of interesting the way he's, we we he's, we saw the game it was pretty. Well, he saw Brett Hall score 86 goals yeah. one year, yeah. uh, a lot of them off his passes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's wrap on this. Who was maybe the most underrated um, skill, like a guy that maybe didn't get enough credit for what, like Ryan Smith, Yeah. you know, in Edmonton, I don't know what the credit is like around the league, but for tipping pucks and the, oh, the punishment yeah. he took in oh. front of the net, maybe the best yeah. that, that oh, yeah. I've seen yeah. in a long time. But was there a guy that maybe didn't get enough credit that you played with? Ryan Smith worked to, to sort of go on. Like he worked at that every day. Every day? Every day. He had like Charlie Huddy. I remember that. Charlie Huddy lined up like maybe 50 pucks on the blue line. And just tip just them after tip, tip. Tip, 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 tip. And that's what kids don't realize. Like all these guys that are great, like McDavid and those guys, they put in the work. Mm -hmm. And they're in the gym. They're in. They're self-motivated. You don't have to tell them these. If you have to tell you to, if I have to tell my kid to shoot the puck. Yeah. Or get you, get you a skills coach. No, go shoot the puck on the driveway. Get some logs, flip it over the log. Like, yeah. Just create your own little. Do your own thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you, you gotta be self-motivated. You can't just, but Nick, Nick Bastrom. Okay. Always. And you got, you got to recognize a bit, but like. Yeah. He, he, he is, he's, he's, he's overshadowed by Ovechkin every, so much, every, right? Everyone, everyone says, uh, Nick Bastrom, Nick Bastrom. But this guy, he would set him up every time. He'd do all the little work, work both ends of the ice. Nice guy. Didn't care if he scored a goal. Didn't care if he got the credit. Uh, seen a lot. Were you so happy for him when they oh, won then? Yeah, he's just I, I call I call a lot of those guys after and say yeah. congrats and you just text them and it's like uh, they call you right back and say you're a big part of it and it's, it's yeah. pretty it's pretty cool when you put in so much time with these guys you wish you wanted them but then you see him win and you you're, you're so happy. you're so happy you feel like you don't get a ring you don't get it but you feel like you're part of it kind you of help them develop a little bit right I was there right? from eight years yeah that was your and longest I, stint me and me and me and back he played a lot but he was most uh, a lot together a lot like talked a lot and. Just a great guy, and so you 
and then you're happy for those. But he's one of the most underrated guys. He seems like a really smart guy. I think he just negotiated his own contract. Yeah, just, so just, he seems like a pretty smart, bright. Well, he just one of those guys who thinks the game at a different yeah. level. Yeah. You're just like, he'll, he'll look players off with his eyes and then pass it. One of the smarter players you yeah. played oh, for sure. with? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Jason, this has been a lot of fun. Thanks awesome. so much yeah. for uh, joining me, and uh, good luck with the, the the kids' hockey and and the things you're doing with the Oilers. And uh, we'll see you maybe on a few more broadcasts like for you sure. were the other day. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. What do you say when your family goes away? This is the Sports and More podcast with Dean Millard. Got nothing to drink. How do you smile? No longer a child. There's a really interesting conversation from a guy who's played in uh, a bunch of different markets obviously uh passionate uh sometimes uh over the line uh uh fan base in edmonton um fan bases where they don't really care and then some uh, markets uh, that are dominated by the other sports washington and, and in long island uh, but have had uh, hockey there for a long time i love that uh, ken hitchcock impersonation as well that was, uh, it was awesome. And it was neat to get a little bit of a look into, um, you know, what Alexander Vetchkin is like before game. So did you catch Jason Chimera talking about his first goal? That's the, that was your hint for the Acme Meat Market Trivia Contest. You can get a gift card to Acme Meat Market. Check them out, acmemeatmarket.ca. They're in the Ritchie Market in Edmonton, 9570 76th Avenue. So the question is, who assisted Jason Chimera's first NHL goal. Name one of the two players who picked up apples on Chimera's first goal. So if you know that, hit me up on Twitter at Duck Millard, or you can send me an email, sportsandmorepod at gmail.com if you remember the answer. Our top three today was Battle of Alberta Memories. Man, that's going to be a good one to enjoy uh, tomorrow night. I had uh, Brown Grimson round two as my honorable mention. Essa Tikkanen's game winner in 91. Jordan Eberle's first NHL goal and the Wayne Gretzky over-the-shoulder slapper against Mike Vernon short-handed. And of course, our top three is presented by Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports. Fantasy sports are great, and now with Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports, it's more realistic than ever. Own one of the only 31 professional fantasy hockey franchises in the world. 23-man rosters, 27-player reserve list to stockpile for the future. Daily roster moves, a wickedly unique playoff format. And they're not just players on your roster. They're digital assets. Use digital currency to buy, sell, trade players. Build a championship team now or stockpile for the future. So there's only a few franchises left. I have mine, my uh, Kingpins. I did a poll question at Duck Millard. Who's the best player on my roster between Stamkos and Backstrom? Those are the two big guys. I also have uh, Johnny Gaudreau. Uh, so hoping he's uh, going to get things going as well. And then I've got some good young players. So there's only 30 or there's only a few franchises left of the only 31 available. And you can get your own by bidding right now. 
Head to airauctioneer.com slash UFF sports dash NHL dash fantasy dash franchise dash auction. Open your free account, make your bid, and you'll be notified if you are outbid. Airauctioneer.com slash UFF sports dash NHL dash fantasy dash franchise dash auction. It is the most realistic way you will play fantasy sports, even right down to the salary cap. In this format, you own the game, so get in the game. And check it out at uffsports.com. That's going to wrap things up for us on the uh, show today. Hope you enjoyed the program. If you did, please subscribe and please leave us a review. Really helps us to improve the show. And if you're interested in being a part of the program as an advertiser or more, email me sportsandmorepod at gmail.com. Sportsandmorepod at gmail.com. Thanks very much to Jason Chimera for joining me in Podcast Alley. Thank you very much to you for downloading Sports and More. Playtime is over.